Got time for a quick story. It's a good thing to be well-versed in multiple styles when you're a musician. Yes, it's also a good thing to be very specialized in one particular style, one particular genre, especially if you want to highlight that in your, your career. It's totally fine. Sometimes it's more desirable. But it's usually really desirable if, if you can play a little bit of everything because you never know when you are going to have to play a little bit of everything, especially if you want to pursue a professional career. Being able to play... Jazz, classical, pop, rock, R&B, disparate styles. There are connections and you can have one tie in with the other. But there's, uh, there's a lot of differences. I play some keyboards. It's uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a change to go from one style to another. Michael Bluestein can play a lot of those styles. He graduated from UC Berkeley. Uh, he's played jazz. He has played classical. He's played pop. He's played rock. He's a foreigner. So that helps having the ability to play a lot of styles and then being able to adapt to all of the styles that can be heard in foreigner, which is primarily pop and rock styles. He has been playing with foreigner since 2008. He's been in the band for over a decade now. Foreigner is going back out on tour. As we come out of the pandemic, they got a whole lot of tour dates that they've got coming beginning in the summer of 2021 as we're recording this. And so to talk about those and to talk about uh, some local dates around where I'm based in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, talking today to Michael Bluestein of Foreigner. And I'm doing this interview via Zoom. And my first reaction to see your camera come up is you got your keyboard like right in front of you. I love <laughs> Anytime there's an interview with an artist and they got their instrument right with them, that's like the best, right there. It's yeah, right. Up. It's a bit on the nose, I guess, but hey, why not? How often a day are you playing anything, whether it's practice or a part or just an idea? How often? How many minutes in a day do you play? Well, it varies. You know, a lot of times I'm staring at a com- computer screen and kind of uh, working on a track and making sure, doing all the technical things involved and getting the right amount of reverb on a, on a vocal or, you know, redoing a part or moving a part around or trying a different part. So it varies. You know, I have a piano in the other room and this is the studio. So it's different instruments. A guitar will be in my lap, a bass, whatever. I'll be on the keyboard. I'll be messing with a plug-in or something. So, you know, it, it's the, the modern musician way, right? It's just, but, you know, hours, lots of hours. <laughs> That's it. Well, and you're doing a, a little bit, as I understand, a little bit different now because lineup change in the band, Foreigner obviously, just literally the other day, 123 tour dates announced. And we've known about a couple here in western Wisconsin. There's, of course, Ashley for the Arts we've been talking about for months at Arcadia on August 13th. And then there's also the Treasure Island Resort and Casino Show on July 2nd. So if anyone's seen Foreigner before, going to see a slightly different lineup. Tom Gimble um, talked to him before. It was a great interview, and, and he's left the group. But now we have Luis Maldonado coming in. And I understand, I was reading a story on this, that, that does that change some of your parts? How does the balance and the dynamic change with Luis coming into the group? Yes, it does a little bit. Uh, Luis um, is plays guitar and bass in the band, and he's a fantastic singer as well. But yes, yeah, so we've we've lost the saxophone portion of the band. So so the there were you know there was a big feature in Urgent 
for for tom saxophone so that doesn't happen anymore but people have to uh come by and, and uh see the show to see what actually happens then because there's it's a nice little surprise <laughs> that on the, on that song for the solo uh other other than that you know um tom was playing some keyboards jeff jumps over to keyboards on some of the songs when when tom was playing and then Luis jumps on bass so we we, we got it all covered cool what all are we going to see on these tour dates this year is there is anything i mean well especially getting back into the groove post pandemic what are we going to see on these shows compared to any prior foreigner shows over the past several years well um we let's see what what's what are some surprises well i guess it would be i'd be remiss to not mention that it's the 40th anniversary of foreigner four so I guess maybe a little more special focus on that album, perhaps some deeper cuts coming up here and there. Uh, we do, I think there may be a rotating song in the set where things change up a little bit. Yeah, there'll, there'll, there'll be a couple surprises here and there. What's um, your... But there's a lot of hits that we have to get to. So we <laughs> you know, have a problem that there's too many songs, uh, too many hit songs to actually play in the set. So you know, we try to switch it up a little when we can. What's your favorite cut off of four? I'd have to say Jukebox Hero. Yeah, that one always always gave me chills. Yeah. You you said in an interview I was watching um, recently, you said Long Long Way to Home, um, or Long Long Way from Home, duh, is your favorite song to play. Am I correct on that? Yeah, it was always one that just kind of got me, gave me goosebumps, got me excited. You know, when I first was hearing the band, you know, of course, I loved all the tunes, but but that one, I don't know, had something special about it that would, felt a little different. What the melodic of it and the the lyrics kind of had this intensity about it that I that always got me. What 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 keyboard wise do you like in Foreigner, in particular keyboard parts? Is there any is there anything of the textures, anything of the particular instrumentation of the you know multiple keyboards that have been in the band? Over time, going back to the seventies, there's anything in particular that's kind of dr- you're kind of drawn towards that you try to emulate in your playing with the band. Yeah, I mean, I like sort of the uh, the monophonic synth uh, parts that were kind of they sound sort of like a mini Moog. You know, they're uh, they were actually not. I mean, I won't get too technical in here. They weren't played on that exact instrument, but they were played on a seventies analog synth that was kind of like a mini Moog. Anyway, like some of those. Um, I love the Hammond organ stuff, you know, that that's really classic. I, I've always loved, I own a Hammond B3 and Leslie, I always loved Hammond organ. So that's really fun. There's some great, a long way from home has a great clavinet part. Um, all the Thomas Dolby played all the key, most of the keyboards on Foreigner 4. So a lot of the, his parts on Waiting for a Girl Like You are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, great, cool sounds on Jukebox Hero, uh, Urgent, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's a real it's a definitely a uh just a there's just so many great like you said textures. There's just a mm-hmm. ton of great textures in, in, in the band that I get to, to draw from. Well and now with over a decade in the band, um how has your perspective on foreigner changed from being someone like, okay, you know the music, but you don't know it because you're not in the band and you're joining it now? again over a decade on and you're i mean you probably know these songs inside and out and backwards and forwards etc so how does your how has your perspective on this music changed having lived it for so long 
yeah, I mean, I think I have a real respect for all the the parts, the the hooky things, all the great keyboard sort of hooks that jump in and out, you know, like Waiting for a Girl Like You, uh, I Want to Know What Love Is, Urgent, all these tunes have these great little hooky parts. Yeah, so, I mean, I always try to pay tribute to those and do those kind of in a respectful way, in a way that, you know, pretty close to how they were conceived. But there's definitely been some room for me to kind of put my own uh, spin or my own sort of uh, the way I hear things and kind of my own feel here and there. And, you know, there's little moments where I get to express that and I try to get those in there too. So it's, it's a, it's a dance between, you know, paying tribute to what's already been done and, you know, faithfully representing those parts, but at the same time getting your own little stamp in there, you know, when the time's right. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite or multiple favorite foreigner keyboard parts of any particular song or songs? Well, I, I, yeah, you know, uh, the, the feels like the first time there's a sort of a, a the, the word is like this word it kind of and again te- musical term in Austin it's mm-hmm. a yeah it's a part it continues and it and it's repetitive but it's sort of like when the chorus comes in it's just synthesizer part that's just your hands just actually it just goes like that it just keeps going uh-huh. and it's chorus and it's just over and over again but it has this sort of hypnotic dreamy dreamlike kind of repetitive thing which sort of ties the whole chorus together Mm -hmm. i think that one's pretty awesome and it's fun to play because you play it really fast and you just kind of relax and get into the groove with it you know yeah i i always kind of wondered about that particular line because i mean it it comes in right right off the bat right at the beginning of the song in the recorded version we play here in the in the studio and on the radio and i always wondered is that I mean, I think that might have been pre-arpeggiation back back in '77 or whenever. Yeah, whenever it would have been recorded. So that yeah, probably was played live in the studio like that. So that's that's all. Yep. And as you just, dem- I'm glad you demonstrated that right there. It's kind of cool to actually see how that goes, and you yeah. got to get that down there. Um, yeah, I would hope so by now. Yeah, yeah, after all that time, what's the most difficult keyboard part to play? I would say that's one of them because you have to be really relaxed for that. I mean, I'm actually playing this on an action on a piano piano action keyboard, so it feels more like a piano, which would make it harder because pianos are obviously you have to dig in a little more. Right. But, but it was done on a synthesizer, which has lighter action, so mm-hmm. that makes it a little easier. But in e- either case, you have to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. If you tense up, it sound it sounds tense, you yeah. know. You have to be relaxed. Yeah, I know the feeling. I play a little bit of piano at home, and if I have to play like a, like if it's like a Mozart line or start doing those, you know, those, those asinatos, da da da, da and like after a while, my, you know, I, I always tense up. It always happens yeah. with me. That's like a lifelong problem. So, yeah, I can see how if if you're not relaxed, that's gonna it's gonna creep up in the middle of a show, and you got to play that all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, the key, to relax into it. Absolutely. How how do you keep your how like what practice techniques do you use to keep your chops up after all this time playing all this music and making sure you stay relaxed? What are your techniques after after years and years of playing? Well, you know, fortunately, a lot, a lot of the work I've already done in the practice room kind of keeps me at a baseline where I'm can stay pretty relaxed playing the tunes. You know. Um, Piano's a little different. Keyboards are a little different than, say, trumpet, where you have to, every day, you know, a trumpet trumpet player has to 
practice just to keep his tone together, you know, just to keep your sound together and your, your lips and your embouchure. There's all that stuff that it, it requires daily maintenance. Piano for a certain level, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing Rachmaninoff and Liszt and go <laughs> here. So, yeah. you know, the, the technical demands are not quite that high. So, so, you know, I mean, fortunately I'm at a technical point where I can, I don't necessarily have to sit down and practice this to do it because I've done it enough times that it's sort of the muscle memory thing is in there. And, uh, you know, luckily there, there's a baseline that, that, that's already been achieved, you know, as mm -hmm. far as those, those, as far as those tunes go, you know, again, not the case. I'd be embarrassed to sit down and dust off my Chopin right now. That's not, <laughs> it, it needs to be at all, but, uh, but yeah, the foreigner tunes, I've, I, 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 feel, I feel pretty comfortable with. What would be your favorite deep cut or any foreigner song that hasn't really been played live? Of course, you got so many hits to play. Is there any deep cut you wish you could break out of like, man, there's a part on that or there's just a sound, even if it's not necessarily what you would play, there's a sound you wish you could play live with a band more frequently anyway? Yeah, Girl on the Moon from Foreigner 4 has a great, some great keys on there. And uh, actually we did that. We did a foreigner foreign more alive in vegas i'm sorry not in vegas uh, in atlantic city new jersey at the borgata casino a few years back and we got to do some of those and actually we did an unplugged version of girl on the moon which was kind of fun but yeah the girl girl on the moon the, the actual full version produced track on foreigner four has some amazing keyboard stuff i i hope we do that at some that would be nice. Um, so 14 months ago, you did Why Corona. Um, have you done any additional writing on your own? Is, is that something you do just in general, just working on your own stuff? Whether it comes to public knowledge or not, have you been doing any other writing over the last year plus or so? A lot. Yes, a lot. Um, well, I've probably completed, you know, 40 new pieces ish since you know during this time you know easily um i put out songs i have a, a, a duo with my girlfriend called tina blue we've been putting out songs uh you can check us out tina blue la.com uh we've just put out a new single um i do a lot of writing for tv and film too so i've got some instrumental cues floating around you know different tv shows you know all over the world really so <clears throat> i do a lot of that stuff too instrumental writing orchestral things um you know uh sort of little uh, maybe sometimes you know jazz a two-minute jazz piece you know all kinds of different stuff mm -hmm. just depending the stylistic needs of the show you know um so yeah i stay busy i'm in here all the time doing different stuff i i like to to switch it up i do all kinds of different things you know from rock to pop to, to jazz to, to you know like i said orchestral kind of things so yeah I'm always busy in here. That's awesome. And you're going to be busy on the road very soon. Like I said, after this interview, July 2nd is not that long from now over at Treasure Island. And then, of course, the Ashley for the Arts one. I hope to be down there with the radio station. So I will hopefully see you guys on stage. Be like, yep, there, there's all those guys doing the thing. And we'll, we'll find out what the urgent part is going to be. I'm really intrigued by what this is going to be. Yeah, I think I think I think people will enjoy it. Cool. Michael Bluestein, thanks for taking some time to, to chat with us and doing a little bit of demonstration for us. That was really, really cool. Thank you again. Best of luck going forward on the tour and all the best. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely, Luke. Luke thanks. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
Michael Bluestein. Yeah, that that the best parts of these interviews sometimes are when you get to see something how it's created and love the like like I said at the beginning, having the keyboard right there. Got to see how um, feels like the first time is is played like literally right there, back and forth and back and forth. The fingers going back and forth. That's really cool to see that. Michael Bluestein, heck of a talent. And he's got a lot going on, and you can follow him in a whole lot of ways. Obviously, Foreigner Online, which is foreigneronline.com. That is their URL. That is their website. You can keep up with everything Foreigner is doing. You'll, if you go there here in the summer of 2021, you'll see the tour dates right there on the front of the page. You can find out more there. If you want to learn more about what Michael's up to, he's got his own website, michaelbluesteinmusic.com. michaelbluesteinmusic.com. He's on social media. That's how you can also get to what he was referencing Tina Blue, and they're on a lot of platforms on Instagram at Tina Blue LA at Tina Blue LA. Uh, there's a whole lot of ways to keep up with what Michael Bluestein's doing, and a whole lot of ways to keep up with what Foreigner is doing. That's the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks as always to uh, Greatest Hits ninety eight point one Midwest Family Eau Claire for providing the facilities to do these interviews. Thanks to uh, John Lappin uh, for helping to facilitate this interview as well. Speaking of Greatest Hits ninety eight point one, you can get uh, access to a whole lot of interviews that we do, that I do, my coworker John Murphy does. It's at Greatest Hits ninety eight one dot com. Greatest Hits ninety eight one dot com. You can go to the interviews page which you'll find at the top under features. Or you can go to our YouTube channel and listen to and watch. Like in this case, you can watch this interview. There's a video version of this on our YouTube page as well. Got time for a quick story? The podcast, subscribe to it so you find out about new episodes and also rate it. The higher you rate it, the more word will spread about this. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.